0: Let's fucking do it. You ready? Arizona! Yeah, you know it, boys. You know it. Welcome to a Saturday night right here in Phoenix, Arizona.
1: So, Tira Dita was awesome. Um, This was the first time that we had gone to Tucson. Yeah. uh, For a long time. I grew up in Arizona. I grew up in Phoenix. I was born and raised in Phoenix. Uh, I went to college in Flagstaff at NAU. And Tucson was always the rivalry to my Phoenix experience. So, uh, what I'm dancing around is that my family never went to Tucson because we considered it not worth visiting. <laughs> um, what I'm learning is that that might have been an ignorant view and that it's actually kind of cool. And I'd like to go down and experience it more. Uh, so in that vein.
0: I think I've actually, even though I've only lived in Arizona for 19 years.
1: Yep.
0: I've probably been to Tucson more than you have.
1: <laughs> I would. Well. Been to and experienced, you've probably experienced more of Tucson than I have. Mm -hmm. I've probably been there more.
0: So I've been, I think I've been there, that was total my fifth or sixth time.
1: Okay. I have driven through Tucson. I have stopped at gas stations in Tucson. I have been to the Tucson, the Sonoran Desert Museum. Mm -hmm. I've been to Biosphere. I've been to Nogales. I've been to Tucumcari. I've been to all of those areas. I've been to San Xavier, Tubac. Okay. I've seen, I've been to all of those places many times. I've been to the old Presidio in Tubac. Been to Bisbee a whole bunch of times. Been to Tombstone. So you've been a whole
0: around well, see, it and through it, but always, not actually.
1: You always have to go to Tucson to get to all of those other places. So like, I've been to Tucson a whole bunch of times. But my family never spent any time there. It was where we got ice off the freeway. It's where we got gas. It was just the place that we stopped for a minute. There was never anything in Tucson for my family, and my family was—I mean, my dad and mom were kind of hippies. They were full hippies in the '70s. So they were interested in let's go out into nature. We rarely, if ever, went downtown. We ever, went, we never really went anywhere. So we would go to museums. We would go to whatever, but that wasn't in Tucson. So I didn't know much about Tucson. I knew it smelled weird because the apparently water treatment plan. apparently the water treatment plant is directly in when you. It's the first thing you see when you get into Tucson. Um,
0: Bad choice, Tucson. Bad city planning.
1: Well, and that's <laughs> I didn't want to say that when we met the bartender over at the Hotel Congress, but. He brought it up first, and I was very happy that he brought it up first because I didn't have to. Uh.
0: But, like, for me, I I went for a conference, and we did spend time in downtown Tucson. Got mm-hmm. to walk around a little bit, but for the most part stayed at the hotel. I think we did a few odd little side trips. Um, I did go down another time and got to experience, like, Fourth Avenue and um, some of the neat now, little
1: restaurants. I've never been to historic Fourth Avenue. We went... All the way around it. I looked at a map. Yeah, we did. I looked at a map and I was like, I was trying to get there. And we ended up going through, and I, I actually kind of like our detour way better. Because historic 4th Avenue is tourist as fuck toward 4th Avenue.
0: Well, yeah. And most, most places when they're, that they are. Yeah,
1: but looking at like, looking at the street view, it's like, oh, they painted that pink. Or it, like that, the name <laughs> of that, that market is super touristy.
0: I think it Fourth Avenue would probably equate to like going through Mill. Sedona felt like or Mill. Mill. to me. Yeah, where it's it's, it's very contrived. eclectic. It's
1: total well eclectic, yes, but it's eclectic because it's people have come there specifically to
0: sell you, shit to tourists. We need to go there before we make any yeah, assumptions. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but, but I haven't been there for ten years, so yeah. you know, it could totally have changed in ten years. But it was it was really interesting the fact that we didn't just go to the touristy spots but we spent a lot of time in the car in the neighborhoods in exploring and driving around and looking at some of the different houses and
1: the styles of houses oh were my gosh. amazing the the craftsman bungalows the little tiny sonoran houses from you know the 1910s mm-hmm. the um, just all of the the super tiny blocks were amazing. I really like having little blocks like that.
0: I, I the only regret I have is that we took your big truck and not my little car. Yeah. There were a few moments of driving down those really narrow streets with on street parking <laughs> in this huge pickup truck, and all I could think of was there were going to be side mirrors just flicking off as we go. It was it was pretty tight. You could definitely tell that street was laid out. A long, time ago. That street was ago. meant
1: for horse carts, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, it, it's interesting. It's, uh, growing up in Arizona, there's not a lot of history. There's a ton of history in Arizona. A lot of it is native history. It's, it's cowboy history. It's all that. But there's not a lot of town history. Like, San Francisco has been a town for a long time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, town. I, can't, I don't know how to say it. Like, city people history? No. Is that a good way to say it? Like,
0: I uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I I know what you're trying to say. Arizona's history
1: was very rural most of the very
0: time. Very frontier.
1: Frontier is a good way to put it. There wasn't a lot of city going on in Arizona for a while. Not really. Tucson and Phoenix are basically the only big cities, and Phoenix is really young. hmm Tucson's very old.
0: I, I lived in Prescott, or the Prescott area. Prescott is
1: very old. For a long time, Phoenix,
0: and yeah, in the original territorial court, or... Mm-hmm. Capital and the courthouse. It's second to, territorial
1: capital after Castle Hot Springs. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's
0: another. That'll be another uh, podcast.
1: An, uh, maybe, maybe someday. Maybe. I have a special place but, in my heart for
0: that. But it was always interesting hearing about people like doing uh, how far it took, how long it took, the distance in these horse-drawn mm-hmm. um, wagons to get from place to place. And so when we cover taking a
1: stagecoach from Prescott to. To
0: phoenix was like a couple of days yeah easily and so looking at like our drive to tucson and thinking of people being in these same kind of wagons and stages and going across that vast desert Mm -hmm. especially with the weather that we had when you're looking at like (laughs) the sandstorms and wondering are we gonna get rain is that cloud gonna turn into a monsoon i couldn't even imagine and so, like to build a city, to come into a, a town, a city like Tucson,
1: the the railways helped a lot. That's true. You put a rail in there. No, it's not explode. so hard. Even getting to, to like back east to DC is not hard because no. now you have a rail that goes from here to there unbroken.
0: But I can see where that where it would probably take a lot longer for a city to develop to have that history. But when you look at a place like Tucson. There is city history, but it's in little neighborhoods. It's it not the city I as a whole.
1: I don't know if there's an unbroken string of history. Like, I don't know if Tucson goes... Tucson's history is the, the tribes that lived around it. The original conquistadors came through. The, the original Jesuit priests came through in the late 1500s, early 1600s. Uh, Pedro Font, like went through there in the 1700s and mapped everything out the san xavier del bac mission was first built in the 1700s like those things are older than the country of america like mm-hmm. the united states is younger than tucson to be honest that that city has been there longer than our country has been around it hasn't always been tucson it's been in mexico for most of that history and it wasn't even in the united states until 1853 uh, the Gadsden purchase Mm-hmm. So, I mean, ten years before the Civil War is when Tucson joined the Union
0: as a territory
1: as a well as a part as a part of a territory
0: mm-hmm.
1: so there's a very long history in tucson, and it's it's actually quite impressive. Phoenix has a very long history, but it was mostly native history. It's the papago Indians or the um, Aello Otum, the Maricopa people mm-hmm. it's it's the Hohokam, the Huhugam, basically, um, it's not white history. White history is only 1870s. Since then, so it, I don't know. the The history in Tucson is is quite impressive, it and is. there's so many different periods of time that are represented in Tucson that it's just overwhelming. Like you go to Jerome, it's there's two periods of Jerome. There's frontier mining town, which is prostitutes and drinking whiskey and mining copper and gold or whatever's up there copper and there's the hippie artists that took it over in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and, uh, those are the two things that are in Jerome, uh cottonwood clarkdale those areas like eh, mining towns uh, you know little towns in the middle of nowhere they had some camp stuff there's you know a few there's a few ruins like tuzagoot and cottonwood clarkdale clarkdale <laughs> sorry so like there's ruins and stuff out there, but they they all have kind of like one identity. I feel like Tucson has like many identities over time. So
0: many layers.
1: So I I definitely want to get back there and like kind of start peeling those back.
0: Yeah, it it was it was a great taste. Even we only went for a few hours. <laughs> we
1: seriously just got like a taste and we scratched the surface of what's there.
0: It was kind of fun because we did we did get out of the car. We it was. Thanks for that. And it was fun. We. We, didn't, we did get out of the car and explored one street, Congress Street, and got to go see the Hotel Congress.
1: And again, we. I mean, I only felt like we saw a very small portion of that because we so, really just walked inside and went to the bar.
0: Yeah. Went had to a the drink. bathroom,
1: saw the Dillinger stuff on the wall for yeah. a second.
0: Oh, that was kind of cool just to see all the... Because growing up in the Midwest... Mm-hmm. So you know
1: know John Dillinger's story from that side of it.
0: Right. I mean, I know like where he.
1: I don't know much about that.
0: Everyone's like,
1: this is where they caught Dillinger. And I'm like, that's that little tiny gun that they killed Abraham Lincoln with. Right. No, that's a Derringer. Yes. That's about all I know about Dillinger is that he's not Derringer. Wow. I'm sorry, but like he's not a big like growing up in Phoenix. I don't know who that is. Yeah, we had a lot of Tucson. I might know because that's where he was caught.
0: There's just, yeah, depending on where you grow up and the, yeah. how it's all streamed into your life. Like, I grew up in a town I, where I know the name. Al I Capone know used was, to hang out. Yeah. And so you knew about Dillinger and you knew about all these guys because Chicago wasn't far away.
1: No, you you were the Chicago backyard. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it makes <laughs> sense that you know about all that stuff.
0: And it's just history. And it's really interesting.
1: It is history. But history, here's the thing about history. There's a lot of it. And it's, you're making more every day there's even when you find one thing to talk about there's a thousand viewpoints on it and yeah. it, it's a rabbit hole so mm-hmm. not knowing about dillinger eh, that's a thing but uh, there's a lot more other things that i am totally ignorant of right now that i just don't even know that i don't know so like, we'll just keep peeling back those layers too I made 30 minutes to an hour of content from a a single line in a Wikipedia article about Carl Hayden. It was like, oh, he was in a chase with the jackrabbit. Like, what? I want to know about that. Turns out there's a whole history to that. And there's a whole history to, like, how that happened and who Carl Hayden was and uh, all this stuff. So you tug on the thread of history. You're just going to keep pulling out, like, you just keep going.
0: It's it's interesting. It's amazing how certain time periods influence people so much. And like you said, one small story might be overlooked by somebody and it could be hugely influential to someone else. So you never, you never know. You don't know what
1: resonates with with anyone. It
0: was really interesting to see that how this little hotel in downtown Phoenix or downtown Tucson had the ability to impact this man's life and change granted he didn't he he was killed back in the midwest so somehow he had a whole another story but that's a whole another story <laughs> but it was it was interesting to see and experience the changes down there as we walked on congress street and you can see like the first hotel that they've built since the 1870s mm-hmm. is being constructed down there
1: well like okay so we also met those architects that's true they um the little his his The little shop that they have going on in the front of their building um, that you wanted to go into. Mm -hmm. Again, this is all predicated on people listening to the bull session, which they may or may not. Uh, Long story short, we decided to randomly go inside of a little shop to see what they have. I notice, oh, there's people back there and they're doing work on computer monitors. And now that guy is staring at me, staring at him. Whoops. Oh, you're architects." That launches off this whole discussion of uh, Tucson's development over the last 15, 20 years since they got out of U of A and the architecture program there and became architects and helped build Tucson, which is quite prescient to what I'm trying to do down there and figuring out what Tucson's all about. So it was like the perfect little reintroduction to Tucson of like, oh yeah. You guys, like, uh, did the interiors for all these other restaurants that are building up now. And, oh, the third hotel that they have in Tucson, like, downtown proper, you guys are helping build that. Like, that's really interesting. Oh, it's right there at that window. Mm -hmm. That's the giant, like, shell of a building that's going up right now. Like, that's cool. Like, just serendipity. And and we're down there for a couple hours. we like, we're going to get dinner and walk around. We happen into... You know, he's like a wealth out.
0: of knowledge. I mean, they were. Yeah. What we're going to, to talk to them again. Well, it was supposed to be like a like five minute. I'm going to walk through and just see what kind of cool things they have in this shop. Which they
1: did have cool things. They the did. longer we stood there, the more I wanted to buy things.
0: I think we, we were good. We each only bought one. Yeah. But the information that they gave and it was it was literally just an awesome experience walking in not expecting anything but a shop mm-hmm. and learning about all these different restaurants. And they were giving recommendations and really, you could tell they really loved where they lived because they could just keep talking and talking and talking about it. And it was so informative and really fun just to, mm-hmm. well, you know, me talk to people. And
1: yeah, so that was force
0: architecture, oh, force force.
1: F-O-R-S architecture. Fours architecture? They never said the name of the thing, so I don't know how to say it. I'm going to guess okay. Fours architecture.
0: We'll find out because we'll hopefully talk to them again because yeah. they were really interesting people. What and was
1: the name of their little shop? It was just Fours shop.
0: I, I don't even know.
1: I think it's Forge shop. They have a website. That,
0: we were bad. That we didn't even take bags. I, well, their bags were, weren't were printed, but we got a card, so we'll find out more information. Yeah.
1: Um, after that, we went to the Hotel Congress, met the bartender that we had seen at the Arizona Cocktail Week, which, <laughs> holy crap, everyone needs to go to that. If you're interested in cocktails?
0: Um, it was it was really fun to sit and have, Like as we were telling me before about walking around the hotel. We didn't spend a lot of time, and it was kind of odd, too, because they were getting ready for a big event that night. Yeah. But it was nice to sit and have a couple of specialty signature cocktails that they made and... uh Watch all of the happenings and sitting in this place that's been there for mm-hmm. years.
1: Well, the Hotel Congress goes back 1870s. It's as old as the shrine is. It it served the train there, and mm-hmm. it was the it was the potluck lunch stop for the train and all this stuff. So uh, it, there's a lot of history in that building too.
0: And the one right behind it, which mm-hmm. is their sister restaurant. I can't remember the name of it now. I don't remember. Starts with it an was M.
1: Right next to the. Um, Transit Museum,
0: Mm -hmm. which I would like to go back to. I think that would be really interesting.
1: That parking garage is actually pretty well well situated.
0: It was. So,
1: anyway, all of this is neither here nor there. The Tucson was interesting, Um, a lot more interesting than I thought it would be, and I'm definitely ready to go back. And I'll have to weigh that against my urge to go north, like I usually want to.
0: I think it was really fun to go to. I really enjoyed it. I think I'll enjoy it more when it's not 106 degrees in the middle of monsoon season.
1: Which none of that really affected us. It was no
0: different than being here in Phoenix. So I think I was kind of hoping for a little bit of a change of temperature just to get that break. Sorry. Yeah, Tucson's
1: only five degrees less. It's not not a big change.
0: It's not. But I think it would be fun to go back there in the winter and be able to go and spend a little bit more time outside. I'd like to ride. Oh, their transit system. I like to ride their
1: streetcar. Uh, It's a true streetcar. It rides in the street. Uh, Which, I mean, duh, because that's how streetcars work. But coming from the light rail in Phoenix, where it has its own dedicated lane, it'll it'll cross a lane and you can cross the, the tracks or whatever. This is like, I need to parallel park, and there's a streetcar coming. Mm-hmm. Well, crap. Now I'm like, there's a train right in my rear view mirror going like i and like, ah fuck, I've screw it I'm going.
0: Yeah, that that was a little nerve-wracking it like looking cool. down and seeing the 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 tracks and knowing, yeah. You probably don't want to park here. And if you do, you better make sure you're watching that window oh, and not yeah. just throwing open they have, the-
1: they have the lines painted on there. Like, uh, your car has to fit within the vertical lines because you're going to lose your mirror to this train. Mm-hmm. And streetcars aren't necessarily new to me. I, I When I went to Toronto, they, they had them there. And the Toronto streetcars are very similar. Uh, they just go down the street and it doesn't matter. Like, they just go wherever they need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but driving in Tucson was a, kind of a trip with that. The Sunlink was just like, oh, there's a train right there. All right. And I, I love the light rail. I love like eating at the counter, of the burger place downtown. And just like the train rolled by, just like, whoa, there's
0: a train right there. That's cool. Yeah.
1: I like it. Anyway, we
0: had, I didn't, I, my town, I think, stopped having trains when I was maybe 10.
1: Train trains, though.
0: Re- regular trains, because we had a lot of.
1: You were a town of 2,000 people. Yes. You couldn't support a streetcar network.
0: No, no. This was an actual train moving like yep. train wood. Trains. A lot of wood and timber. In Because that's in what happens Wisconsin? in northern really? Wisconsin. Yeah. Right? I know. Seriously. But um, so now growing up with that, even going to like Minneapolis, mm-hmm. only has had a light rail for maybe 10, 15 years. We never had that. So it was really cool. Like my first time going to a big city that had mass transit was like, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. this is a thing.
1: (laughs) Buses were cool to you.
0: Yeah, they were. The first time I went on a bus in Minneapolis, my friends thought I was just absolutely nuts. I'm like, we don't have this. The first time I was on a
1: public bus was in summer camp in like fifth grade. We went to the summer camp, we went all went to the bowling alley, which is like 2 miles away. We had to get on a on a public bus. I had never been on a public bus because I grew up in the boonies. I grew up in a place like Cashin, South of Cashin. There's no bus out there. It's dirt roads. And like I never I never had public transportation either. Like even though I grew up in Phoenix, like air quotes Phoenix, I grew up in the boonies and mm-hmm. I might as well have just grown up in a town of 300 people because I only knew My neighbors were – I only knew maybe 50 people total. Those were like – that was my entire village was 50 people. I didn't know anybody else. I went to elementary school in Phoenix, and, like, my parents took me 20 miles each way every day to drop me in a regular school. So I knew those kids. So I knew kids at school and everything. But, like, I couldn't go hang out with them after class or whatever. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I did not know public – transportation either it was novel to me
0: and that's i think it was really interesting to see how well incorporated it is down in tucson because i
1: i don't know the background of that i don't know if they fought it like phoenix did phoenix fought and they continue to fight against the light rail Uh, it it floors me how much people don't want it even though the ridership has grown every year (laughs) it is the best way to go to the stadiums down there it's it's just, it's awesome. There's no reason not to like the light rail.
0: I think it would be a great way to go and experience Tucson, being that we don't really know it, mm-hmm. to just go and buy a ticket for the streetcar and I just take around. it around. I mean,
1: <laughs> I, you know me. I, you're the same way. Like Having an agenda when you travel isn't always the best way to do it.
0: No, it's so exhausting. I don't know how people do it. Where it was nice, and no offense to anyone, but it was nice, like this trip, it was just you and I. We didn't have to be home at a certain time. We didn't have to be anywhere at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And it was just a matter of, like, wandering and literally getting lost in the city yeah. and seeing all of these different beautiful things. Like, we came into into downtown Tucson, and the road kind of splits with it being one way. That's and so the other thing. Downtown
1: Tucson isn't laid out on grids. It is Downtown not. Tucson It follows the original Presidio. It's just randomly, like... These are these are old wagon roads from a long mm-hmm. time ago. Now there's gigantic skyscrapers that have that are just I, growing up in Phoenix with the grid. Floored me that like, oh, this is a triangle. Mm-hmm. What the hell's a triangle doing here? And the little tiny park that's right in the middle of that.
0: Yeah, that's where I was going. Was oh, there's. The road splits, and it, it's a one-way on either side of yeah. this park. It's almost like a teardrop-shaped park yeah. in the middle of the roads.
1: Which there was a, a wedding in. Yeah.
0: yeah, and so here's this wedding party of the bride and groom, and I couldn't count all the bridesmaids, Yeah, but they were in like every shade of purple dress, and all the groomsmen doing photos, and it was beautiful. And it's tree-lined, and it's shaded and mm-hmm. grassy, and then, as soon as we broke that little plane of of the wedding, and you see all like Super here's a church that was from, built probably in the 1800s, easily right next to a, mission, a brand new building. Church. Yeah, I mean, it underneath was... underneath
1: a modern skyscraper.
0: So like, much crazy. variation, block by block, doorstep to doorstep across the street. That you have something built in the 1800s across oh, yeah. from something in the mid mod. And then down the street, there's something from the craftsman style, and it just all flowed We, we have so a lot of that well. in Phoenix,
1: too. I mean, Roosevelt too. Row was its craftsman style so bungalows from the 1920s, 30s, whatever. They're, you know, right next to, uh, quote, modern buildings, but they're all 70s, 80s, brutalist, and whatever the hell the 80s and 90s were about. I don't know. Like, the Arizona Center Towers, disgusting. The brown, I, I hate those things. Like, there's a lot of bad architecture in Phoenix. We do have some of the old stuff like uh, Hula's Modern Tiki with the octagonal window is like, Mm -hmm. that's super cool. And it's mid mod. It was built in the 50s or whatever. It looks like it. It's neat. Right across the street from that is uh, Xavier High School, which is like, it's a giant mission that was probably built way before that. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we have some of that in Phoenix. But Tucson was so, so eclectic. But not, not even block to block, but like foot to foot, it was just completely different. And that was cool.
0: And what's interesting is, I could be wrong and I might have the wrong title on this, but Tucson is actually like the largest city geographically, like area wise.
1: It's huge. It's sprawly as hell.
0: It is so sprawly. And I think that's why it was so interesting that. It flows really well. There's so, I mean, the we barely even scratched it. We and I understand that. Anywhere, yeah. But going from that downtown Presidio area to the Barrio, to the U of A campus. Yeah. We literally saw so many different decades worth of architecture. Yeah. Just.
1: Even just south of campus, that little neighborhood right there. Mm-hmm. All of those houses are different. Some of them are, are straight up modern revivals.
0: It was, yeah, it was, I really enjoyed that part where just the driving through the neighborhoods and seeing all the different things. You know, one thing I didn't notice
1: exactly.
0: and maybe I just was oblivious to it outside of town. Yes. As we're coming in on, on the highway, you'd see the normal strip malls mm-hmm. and all of the, you know, corporate yeah. that you see everywhere. Driving around in downtown Tucson,
1: I can't. I can't remember seeing a McDonald's. No, I didn't. Didn't see a Subway. Didn't see any of that.
0: It was just very. I do not think
1: I saw a gas station. To be honest,
0: I know. Thank God we found one on the highway. But yeah, it's just like thinking back to it, and maybe it was just because we were so focused on other things. I don't know. I don't remember the, seeing. We anything. took a
1: very specific route, and we did keep to the kind of the inside of the the little neighborhoods. We 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 went the back roads so it's it's kind of like, yeah, we probably didn't hit those,
0: but even like driving in Phoenix when you get yeah you'll you'll see like a seven eleven or mm. a circle K or some you know something that is a little yep. bit smaller, not I mean not like a big huge gas station, but it was just really interesting that I honestly can't just say, oh yeah, there was a lot of new a lot of strip malls, a lot of I don't remember seeing any.
1: Uh, downtown phoenix is kind of like that but there you get two miles out of downtown there's going to be that stuff and we were two miles outside of downtown tucson didn't see that stuff
0: no it was it was very interesting to me
1: maybe we just went to the wrong place maybe Maybe. all the tucsonians are like (laughs) fucking dumbasses all around there it's like you know
0: it's everywhere
1: yeah we definitely stuck to the stuck to the back roads
0: yeah well the, the path was taken
1: yeah the um south of speedway on second street maybe second street and speedway there's a little uh all the all the yards are like jungles of desert mm-hmm. stuff and there's roundabouts in every single um every
0: intersection. single intersection
1: is a roundabout and the blocks are maybe five houses long like that was really cool area <laughs> yeah. and I can, you can definitely tell like oh that's student housing that's where people live off campus because oh, yeah. every yard had like we stand with Rosa Parks. Every yard had uh, some sort of political message in it. One of them was about, like, the Green Party. One, You heard the park.
0: The joys of doing a podcast with the dog in the room.
1: Recording a podcast talking about Rosa Parks with the dog who wants to go to the park. Anyway, it, dude, it's it's like midnight. You can't go. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, everybody.
0: Oh, those puppy dog eyes. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, it's, it it's was really, it
0: was interesting or even there was the one area where we went and they had the, the, um, walls for the sound to block it from the highways mm-hmm. and the, you know, like here they do a lot of the,
1: we have very the generic, they call it public art. It's, it's not, it, I mean, it's super generic. It's like, Oh, I guess we're the more turtle people now because mm. the turtles are, and all over where, our highway where,
0: overpasses where
1: dan lives he's the kiwi people because the overpasses have kiwis on them Ki- like kiwi birds from australia Not which makes fruit. no sense in no. whatever dot is awesome they need better art
0: however this one area in tucson i couldn't take pictures quick enough because i wasn't expecting it they actually had like photographs of so many different things mm,
1: it's the, on under, the underpass sound walls.
0: yeah and it like was
1: congress street kind of ends and goes under an underpass and ends up
0: and it was it was really cool like there was one it showed people walking down the street and each image was a different decade you could see the change in the attire and and the surroundings and that w- that was pretty cool to see that they brought literally brought the people to the streets <laughs> yeah. There's one, I wish I could have gotten a picture of it. It was so cool showing, looking up a street and it was definitely like early 1900s and there were really old cars and not very many of them, but the man walking down the street was definitely in a traditional cowboy garb Mm -hmm. and there were horses and it was just one of those moments where you see it and it's just so out of place.
1: Anachronistic,
0: but yeah, it was just—it was really cool. I really liked that.
1: Yeah, I—I I mean, we're we're gushing about a place we were for like two hours,
0: but it was—I know it
1: has its issues. Every you, place you does. You can definitely every place does. There were definitely times where, like, even the bartender was like, "Oh, it's Tucson. Look at that crazy dude out there." Like, uh, there's—you you could tell. And it, like I'm not naive. I—I I grew up in some pretty sketchy areas, and I've been to a lot of sketchy areas since, but. I don't know. I felt, it felt uh, the parts we were in felt pretty cool.
0: I would definitely like to go spend some more time, try yeah. some other restaurants. We had some good food.
1: Uh, walking past the artists that had the, they had like snacks on the back of that truck. Remember that? No. Before we went to the, after the hotel Congress, before we went to Penka, we tried to go to Penka, they were, um,
0: overbooked. Yeah. That's <laughs> putting it, that will be polite.
1: Politely. Uh, there was like a. They were like the. I oh, I they were having say, the
0: art display and they were yes, doing a tailgating. They were
1: appreciating a street art thing. And they were tailgating there with. I don't know. Funches. And, and you could tell it was like, oh, these people are artists who are looking at the street art. Either they just painted it or they're just appreciating it. Or whatever. I think
0: they were just appreciating it.
1: It looked like they were there to paint. <laughs> Like they had enough snacks to tie them over for several hours, and they looked like they were in scrubby clothes, ready to paint stuff. So I don't know.
0: And that's it's so funny how different how people look at things in a totally different way. Like I looked at that as it, it was a reception. They were there to like either release it, like it had just been finished. Okay. It had that kind of a feel to me where they were almost doing like an open house. There like, were no
1: supplies. There was no masking. There was, there was, there was no, no paints.
0: Yes. There's, sure. But there was a lot of food and a lot of drinks. There was
1: yeah, it seemed pretty informal. And I'm sure if we just Googled it, we would find out. Oh yeah, that was this group and they're doing this thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, so the joys of blissful ignorance.
0: <laughs> the joys of being a tourist.
1: Yeah, so that that's fun. Um, I don't I, know.
0: I have to say it was a fun adventure to be able to go down there, experience a little bit of Tucson, get to see the shrine.
1: El Viras was very good. Oh, the chicken mole. Mm. Whatever you had, the spicy beans. I
0: had the Frida Kahlo.
1: Frida Kahlo. which is did it come with with hair in the middle?
0: Um, thankfully no, it was hairless. (laughs) Um, but it was a poblano stuffed with squash blossoms. Oh yeah, squash blossoms, and all sorts of other yummy, yummy goodness tucked under a lot of cheese on top of a bed of spicy, spicy beans it was pretty good it was very good and i was drinking a lot of rum drinks so that probably made it even better yeah but it was very i stuck to my
1: single glass of tequila which was tasty
0: and i really liked how all of the the lights and yeah. there weren't crystals i know that they're teardrop um, glass teardrops of some Prince sort Edward
1: drops or whatever I and what they're
0: oh it was so beautiful it was a very nice place
1: the, that bartender knew her shit
0: yeah she was like, good
1: it, yeah i i'm guessing that she grew up in tucson
0: probably she knew a lot about it well when you work at a restaurant that's been around for mm. since the 1927 the original the the one that they have three restaurants Let's the first in one in they opened Sonora, I think. yeah in yeah, mexico. Central, mexico and then there's one in new mexico and there's one in tucson but it was it was kinda neat to know that these, these people have been doing this well. They they got it down. Yeah. Good food, good experience. Went on a really long walk to get there and it was only across the street. <laughs> yeah.
1: We we went from Hotel Congress to Penka, which was three, four blocks away. And then, and then ended Penka up Penka was too busy, so we decided to come back. Definitely get a reservation if you're going to Penka.
0: De- yeah. Well, I, what was funny was we, we were able to get seated at the bar at the restaurant we did eat at yep. because everything else was reserved. I mean, who knew it was going to be busy Saturday night in Tucson. Apparently,
1: Tucson's fancy and you need reservations.
0: But the food was definitely good.
1: Yeah.
0: And I would like to go back and try some other places. Go and find a, a true Sonoran dog yeah. where they started in a respado. Yeah, a
1: respado. I really like get an BG. EG, I'll get an EG's. You can get a response.
0: <laughs> and we can put them together. And have EG's, a EG's. I didn't
1: know EG's was a two something. Like they had an EG's at Glendale and 59th when I was growing up. No, Glendale and 67th. Somewhere in between there. There was an EG's. And I remember going there like with my mom and getting like the big cookie and the big old like lemon lime EG's thing. Anyway. I, I didn't ne- know there was a Tucson thing. That's that's cool. We need to find it in EG's down in Tucson, though. I need to get another one of those.
0: I need to experience it because I've only heard.
1: I don't even know if it's going to be like way overhyped. I don't remember. I haven't had an EG since I was twelve. So.
0: Well, when we we listened to the guy who did the yeah. poetry, the Raspegis. Raspegis.
1: which is awesome.
0: Um. Yeah, I I have to I guess try try one once.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you tried your first (laughs) respondo.
0: So we
1: were over at the Mick Fate, which is silly so much
0: brewery over in Scottsdale. You know how
1: you know how people put Mick in front of things that they want to denigrate because they've they've like jumped the shark and gone corporate. This place actually changed its name to Mick Fate Brewery
0: from Fate Brewery.
1: Yeah, what? I don't even want to get into it. But I was not impressed. Uh, We left there and like I was Karen. I know you've never had a Raspado. Let's go to this place.
0: Well, it started out that I wanted some ice cream. Yeah. And I couldn't find any ice cream. But Raspado came up on the yeah. the search. And you're like, well, you've never had one. Let's go find it. And it was awesome.
1: I never had one from a store. I've had them from, like, the Raspado guy who comes by in the little cart.
0: With this bicycle.
1: Yeah. So I've had yeah. those. But I never had, like, go to a store and do the whole thing.
0: Where it was fancy.
1: I didn't realize there were so many different types. Like, oh, man, I'm a little out of my my element here i don't know some of those words on that sign Uh, i'm gonna have to ask her (laughs) so so there was that
0: but it's all about the piña rasparo
1: yeah it's pretty good it's a little sugary for my taste but all of those are i mean that's how that's
0: yours was sugary the coconut oh Uh, my gosh that was so so sweet but the pineapple one i ate it all it was so good yeah
1: i could have done with like a tenth the amount that i was given
0: it's, it a good, was, it's a good value
1: if you're looking for sugar
0: the uh the the couple that we met at the store slash architecture firm. Yep. they were funny because they went through the whole food culture of Tucson and suggested everything they could think of from where to have breakfast yeah. to where the best Sonoran dog is, the best respado, the best cocktails, yeah. the best Mexican. I mean, they could write a book.
1: I'm sure they probably have
0: they could, but it's probably
1: for sale in their in their store.
0: that was so incredibly awesome. I found way too many good things and luckily only spent like eleven dollars.
1: I was looking at they have like these uh, copper or tin implements, so they have like one is like a shoehorn. The other one is a ruler. The other one is a compass. The other one is like they just like, oh. I could see myself using that. And then it was like, we have to go <laughs> mm-hmm. because I don't need anything in this store, but I kind of want all of it now. Yeah. Which is annoying.
0: Well, I found a really cute necklace that I've seen.
1: Not annoying. I don't like to buy things. I'm a curmudgeon that way. So, you know.
0: You know, it's good then if it's making you want to buy yeah, stuff. Yeah. When I'm
1: like, oh, maybe I do need a copper shoehorn. Like, I don't need a shoehorn. I've never had a shoehorn. I never used a shoehorn. I kind of wanted that copper shoehorn.
0: <laughs> i w- i really liked the necklace that the the pendant was a piece of the map of downtown phoenix
1: oh uh, yeah, that's that was cool. that yeah. was really
0: cool i liked that a lot
1: it felt like an etsy shop
0: it, that was from etsy life. i think All right. but um but that's okay that's yeah. okay um it was still a neat idea so definitely it was a good experience It'll be fun to go back and get to experience more. And maybe we'll be like, why did we come back to Tucson? Yeah, who knows. But I think I think we'll still like it. I would like to go and see.
1: I, I like your culture shock moment of going into the Circle K at the end of the night.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> I, I grew up going to Circle K's. Circle K has always been the, like, uh, I have to go to Circle K. It's the last resort.
0: Oh, no. My first experience with the Circle, living up in Prescott, yeah. we had those. I can remember one of the first crazy experiences i ever had with one was after a diamondbacks game and there's a circle k on the way to get back onto the 10 yep and it's like 10 30 at night after a 19 inning baseball game Jesus. and i had to get gas and pee sorry i had to go to the bathroom <laughs> and that's the first place we could find a stop and it was like i hope we survive <laughs> Nope. We it's get it's out of here, okay? Bad. It's I've not. I've only been
1: in Circle K's uh, three times when the security people have come over the, the thing and just being like, uh, Circle K, number 3921, we're just doing a random security check. You all okay in there? Like, oh, yeah, we're fine in here. Thanks. Like, okay, thank you. Have a good night. Like, the voice of God comes down and says, like, oh, you're in the ghetto. This is a Circle K, which is a trashy place to begin with. <laughs> Uh, we just want to make sure that everyone in the store knows that you're on camera and there's somebody watching you. Like, Which is good. It, yeah, It's good, but I kind of wish it didn't have to happen that way. I
0: don't know. So, see, I always have like the most random experiences at Circle K. There's the one downtown coming from the baseball game. Different baseball game, different night. Circle K on I-17 and Bell. And there were like six of us. Seven of us that went to the game had to stop had to use the bathroom, all of us.
1: That's where we used to buy a micheladas. The,
0: win- the women's bathroom was out of commission, yeah. so we all had to take turns using the men's. That was a little weird and uncomfortable. I
1: don't know what women's mm. gas station bathrooms are, but all the men's gas station bathrooms I've ever been in, other than QTs, have been absolute nightmares. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It was it was There's gross. always blood.
1: I don't know why. There's always blood. In I mean, a men's You bathroom. don't want to know why. You, you don't think you don't in a men's bathroom you're going to find blood uh but you do i don't get it
0: but so my tucson experience was mark filled up with gas and i went in to go get us some coffees and um i'm filling up the coffee my coffee and his coffee and this young man who walked in as i walked in asked for a cup for ice and water and she gave him the cup and instead of going to whichever fountain had the water he went directly over to the iced coffee machine And she had to correct him twice.
1: It's a tale as old as time. Yeah. The water cup and... The
0: free drinks. (laughs) But the funny part was, when he finally got his free beverage, she came over to me to apologize for yelling at him. And I was like, you're just doing your job. It's all good. That's the weird part
1: to me. is like, not that that happened. That happens always, like, whatever. It's a courtesy cup it's expected that someone's going to fill it up a sprite oh yeah that's how it works but like she decided to come over like did you you must she have walked, you must have like given her a vibe like
0: oh man well no because when she yelled across the room
1: yeah
0: i didn't i'm trying to pour i w- i wanted a hot chocolate even though it's a hundred and some degrees i just wanted well, a hot this chocolate.
1: was at 10 o'clock at night so it's it's not
0: bad and um as i'm pouring it She's yelling across because he's right next to me. Okay. And I jumped because I was like, oh, am I doing something wrong? <laughs> I'm not realizing. Yes, you
1: were doing something wrong. You were at a Circle K at 10 o'clock at night. Well, I'll, you I'll know, I freeway. like to move on the
0: edge. Um, but it was so it was pretty interesting. But to have her come across half the store to apologize to me, I would never felt so uncomfortable because I'm like, I don't care. You got to do your job. Yeah. It's all good.
1: It, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. There's some yeah, whatever.
0: So it was an yeah, interesting. You know,
1: My dad is going to be laughing at this because I mean he always used to take me to Circle Ks. That was where he would get his like big drinks and stuff. Like, it, there's nothing wrong with Circle K in and of itself. It's a gas station, uh, but
0: they have really good coffee. Are,
1: now that there are, yeah, they do have really good coffee. They do. Weirdly enough, but now that there are QTs, I never go to Circle K anymore because every QT QT co- corporatized the hell out of it. They're all the same. You They're know, always clean. You know what you're They're getting. always consistent. They're always very clean. They pay their people well. The people want to help you out, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. We don't need to do a commercial for QT. They're not paying us, unfortunately. <laughs> so like QT, if you want to sponsor, anyway,
0: please do. Cause we, we give you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah,
1: he guessing? Um,
0: um, yeah. But no, there's definitely, it's always funny that people have a stigma of certain places for me. Again, going back way back in time, We went to see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in the movie theater. And there's that wonderful line, something's afoot, at Circle K.
1: My Circle K?
0: I didn't know what a Circle K was. (laughs) I knew what a 7-Eleven was, but Circle K was out of my...
1: Like Texas, California, New Mexico, Arizona thing. Uh, my, My Circle K was the Circle K that is closest to PIR, Phoenix International Raceway. So the Circle K that my dad took me to a lot. Was the one where you would go to get your like thirty pack of Miller Lite and your big thing of cha, and go down to the go down to the raceway. So it was like welcome race fans, and it was always full of fucking rednecks. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but when you're a kid,
0: you're yeah. impressionable.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. It it left a stigma. Let's put it that way. Or the one in Cashin. We went to that one a lot too, and, and yeah. On lower on MC (laughs) eighty five. Anyway, we have gone very long. Uh, You're gonna
0: have lots of fun editing. I think what I'm gonna
1: do is I'm gonna do the tiradito one and then I'm gonna split this into a bull session.
0: That sounds good because yeah, we did enough enough of that.
1: Yeah, so that'll be uh, another one. We'll just kick that one out on Thursday or whatever. You
0: can always just be the the bonus track, (laughs) the extras. Yep. So.
1: Uh, that was the El Tiredito story, uh, and some commentary about Tucson. How Circle Ks are literally the worst, except when they're not.
0: And when you really need a good cup of coffee.
1: Yeah, it's it's a gas station. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, for joining Karen and I.
0: It was a lot of fun sharing our experiences with you.
1: Hopefully, you enjoyed it, and we will be bringing more uh, actual history. Instead of just two random white people walking around Tucson at some point. So <laughs> thank you again for tuning in. This has been Arizona FYI. I've been Mark. And I'm Karen. And
0: we're history. <laughs> oh, that's
1: a good one. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check out our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash Arizona FYI for all of our new releases. Also, point your browser at Arizona.FYI for the latest news and all of that, show notes and images and that sort of thing. And if you'd like to discuss the episodes, you can also go to reddit.com slash r slash ArizonaFYI. All of these links are available at Arizona.FYI. Thanks for listening. I am have been Mark, and have a good one. And remember, make sure to get out there and explore our state.